Welcome to the Nova Church's podcast. We are a vibrant, dynamic, multicultural church in Alexandria, Virginia. Join us at 11 a.m. on Sundays. For more information, go to www.thenovachurch.com. We're excited to share this week's message with you. God bless. Merry Christmas and happy Boxing Day to the great saints and community that is Nova Church. I honor you today and it is my great privilege to join with you for this virtual service on this Boxing Day Sunday. Before we move into the word of the Lord, I want to pause and give honor to your pastor and my very good friend, Pastor Travis and his family. These are dynamic people, gifted leaders, And above all, they are just true Christians. And I trust you know how blessed you are to have them serving and leading you. If you've not already, I would encourage you over the next few days and the remainder of this holiday season, find a way, whether by gift or simply by word, to show your appreciation and love to them. I know it would mean the world, and I can assure you as somebody who has served with them in the body of Christ, they are most deserving of this honor. I want to move right into the word of the Lord today. I do not want to be long, but I do want to leave you with a thought that the Lord has placed in my spirit over the past several weeks to cause you to consider some things and to prepare yourself for what the Lord would require of you and have you do in the months ahead. At the onset of this message today, I do want you to understand that it is absolutely the will of God that people be baptized in His name, filled with His Spirit. It's absolutely the will of God that people find deliverance and healing, that marriages and families are restored. It's important for us to know what God desires to do, and it is also important for us to understand that He desires to do it through us. And in 2022, I believe it is the will of God for the wonders and the works of the Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed through your life and your ministry and the fellowship that is Nova Church. I want to read today from the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 2, verses 6 and 7. This is uh, timely given the season we are in and likely a familiar story and passage to many. But it's good for us to give priority to the Word of God and always take time to read. And so Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. We understand this is speaking of the Virgin Mary who is pregnant with child. The Bible says she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And I want to speak to you for a few minutes from this phrase, there was no room for them in the end. My title today is a question for you. Is there room in the end? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for these precious people, what you're doing in and through their lives in church. I pray today the Word of God would edify, it would encourage. I pray it would Build us up and prepare us to do what you have called us to do. We submit ourselves to your Lordship, to your Word. We pray the Spirit of God would minister as the Word of God speaks. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. You are likely familiar with this story, but to provide a summary of sorts, we know that this young virgin who is now pregnant with child, her name is Mary. History would tell us she's probably somewhere in her late teen years, still young, and has so much to learn. But it's in this time of innocence and growing that an angel of God appears to her and tells her that the favor of the Lord is upon her, that she will be pregnant and with child. As any young girl and understanding person would ask, she seeks to make sense of how this could be, for she is a virgin not willing to surrender her purity to fulfill any sort of prophecy. The angel assures her no such thing is needed, but what will be conceived in her will happen as the Spirit of the Lord overshadows her. The thing that will be born of her womb is the holy child of God. It will be the Messiah. The angel goes so far to even give us his name in Matthew chapter 1. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Why? For he shall save the people from their sins. Mary has been chosen out of all the ladies in the world to be the womb through which the Messiah would come. Certainly thoughts of unworthiness and insecurity and a feeling that she's not capable of such a grand task would be somewhat expected. Even you and I have wrestled with those sorts of thoughts. And in this moment when she would ask the Lord, how shall this be? The angel of God reassures her of a very simple but powerful solution. He says, Mary, the Spirit of the Lord will overshadow you. The power of the highest. A power greater than any other power. A power that knows no equal. A power that is unmatched and unrivaled. The Spirit of Almighty God will overshadow you and conceive something inside of you. I want you to be encouraged today. I am well aware of the complexities of the present day, the struggles in our lives. All of us are battling on some front. Life is not easy. The times are challenging. And yes, they are ever increasing in their challenge. But we have, too, this same promise that Mary had. And in our times of question, in our times of struggle, in moments of uncertainty and fear, when questions seem to overwhelm us, we too have this promise. For God assured us that He is a very present help in time of trouble. He is the refuge we run to. The name of the Lord is the strong tower that the righteous runneth into and are safe. For every problem in your life, for every circumstance that frustrates you, for every problem that overwhelms you, hear me today. The answer is simple, but it's powerful. You need to enter in to the presence of the Lord and allow the Spirit of God to overshadow you. For every question you would ask, the answer is simple. The Spirit of God. Jesus is your answer. If it's a problem in your physical body, He is your answer. If it's a problem in your mind and you are battling emotionally and mentally, 
Jesus is your answer. If there's trouble in your family, if your marriage is on the rocks, Jesus is the answer. It seems so simple, and this is what makes it so powerful. You see, oftentimes we are guilty of this mistake. We look at our problems, and then we judge, is this possible or not? What the angel was helping Mary do was to have a change of perspective where her eyes would not be focused on the problems or the obstacles or the inadequacies, but instead her eyes would be fixed on the power of Almighty God. You see, with God it's never a question of possibility. For we like this, we quote this, and Rightly so, the angel says to her in Luke 1 and 37, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, it is never a question of possibility. It's simply a question of presence. If the presence of God is with you, anything is possible. If the presence of God is moving in your life today, anything is possible. If the presence of God is moving in and among and through the community of Nova Church, anything is possible. There is no obstacle too great. There's no problem too difficult. If the presence of God is with us, anything is possible. And it's with this confident reassurance from God that Mary begins to walk forward believing the word of the Lord. For she says, be it unto me according to thy word. Lord, whatever you would ask, whatever you would desire, I am available. I give it to you. But then we come to the point of the story where we read today in Luke chapter 2, and this is significant because the time of Jesus' birth has drawn nigh. The prophecies of Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 foretold that when the Messiah was born, He would come from Bethlehem. But Joseph and his family are now in a town called Nazareth, some 70 miles journey from Bethlehem. But watch this. We understand for prophecy to be fulfilled, the birth must take place in Bethlehem. One might think that it would only make sense if God was desiring to move them from Nazareth to Bethlehem. He would do so by the same way that He announced the coming of the Messiah. Would not He send an angel to Joseph and Mary and tell them where they needed to be and what they needed to do? That might seem like the more logical answer, but it is far from what we find in the text. We discover as we read the story of the birth of Christ that God actually uses the orchestration of human government to position His people for the fulfillment of prophecy. See, this is powerful to me because we most often look at circumstances in our lives as enemies of the will of God. We look at problems and circumstances, restrictions and oppositions of all sorts. Certainly as they come through human flesh and even through human government sometimes, we look at these things as enemies or adversaries to the prophecies in our life. But in fact, in this story, we find that God used human government for what happened was a census was called. 
And families had to return to the place that their lineage had come from in order to be counted and to pay taxes. Joseph, being from this tribe, had to return with his family to the city of Bethlehem. On the surface, it seems like such a carnal and inconvenient thing. A woman soon to give birth with child journeying 70 miles. But no, what God was doing was using inconvenient circumstances to position them for the fulfillment of prophecy. I want you to hear me today because I know each of us are facing troubles and questions and obstacles. And if we are not careful, the enemy will lie to us through circumstance and cause us to believe that circumstances are adversaries to our prophecy. When in fact, if our eyes are focused on Jesus, if His presence is working in our lives, then circumstances are actually aiding in our journey to the prophecy being fulfilled. But where we read in Luke 2, the time of birth is nigh, and Joseph goes looking for a place that they could lay their head and finds none. The Bible says there's no room in the inn. And so, as we often see depicted, they go find themselves a manger, a stable of sorts. If you've seen Christmas dramas like I have, you've probably seen well-constructed wooden mangers and stables nicely decorated, but the reality was this was anything but that. Most historians agree that it was not so much a wooden structure that is often depicted in the modern day, but likely just an indentation or a carved out hole in the side of the hill. It's anything but luxurious. Here was the problem. When the Messiah would be born, he could not find a place to lay his head. Thirty years later into Jesus' own earthly ministry, when the disciples are asking him, can we come with you? Jesus begins to speak to them. Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. But He says the Son of Man has nowhere to lay His head. From the time of His birth to His earthly ministry, and now over 2,000 years have passed, the search of God is still the same. He is looking for a place to lay His head. For the prophecy came forth from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. He said, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon His shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And hear this, of the increase of His government and peace, there shall be no end. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ is so powerful, it cannot be stopped. But there's a phrase easily overlooked in these verses. The government shall be upon His shoulder. We understand from the writings of Paul that when you are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit, you become the body of Jesus Christ. But we understand from Scripture that the government, in other words, the place where law is given, order is given, direction is given, is upon His shoulders. You may be a hand in the body, a foot in the body, a big toe in the body, but Jesus being the head of the body is the place from which government flows. 
The prophecy of Isaiah was very clear. That Jesus would come to give direction, to give law. He would come to bring power in the place where His kingdom would go. It could not be stopped. It could not be overcome. What began, what was born in Bethlehem, and the church that was born in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 2, has now spread to many countries, to every country, to great cities, to small villages, to individuals, and to families. The kingdom of God cannot be stopped. But the question that we have to answer, that you have to answer, that I have to answer, the question that Nova Church has to answer today is do we have room for Jesus to lay His head? Is there space in our lives for His Word and His Spirit? Is there space in our lives for His direction, for His counsel? Is there space in our lives for the correction that comes only from God. Because watch this. At the birth of Jesus. We have an earthly king. His name is Herod. He's ruling over that empire. He's got armies at his disposal. But Herod is so threatened by the birth of the infant child Jesus. That he issues a decree for the slaughter of every male child two and under. Could you imagine a man being so manipulated by fear, so threatened by the birth of an infant? What could a child do? Maybe, but two years old by this point in time. What could a child this age do that would threaten a man with such military resources at his disposal? Nothing. But this shows us the power of what's actually happening. He is not threatened by the infant child Jesus. He's not threatened by a toddler who's but two years old. What he is threatened by is the prophecy attached to that infant. He may be two years old right now, but he will not be two years old forever. There will come a time when the boy becomes a man, and the man takes his place as king. And there is a prophecy that says this kingdom will not end. Every place the kingdom of Jesus Christ will go. It will go and it cannot be stopped. When it gets in your heart, it begins to advance. Changing how you think. Changing how you speak. Changing how you act. It changes how you live your life. It gets into your church community and it begins to change families and, and communities and subdivisions. And it begins to spread through that city until entire cities and countries are being transformed by the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. The question though remains, do we have room for Him to lay His head in our lives? For it is the head that gives direction. It is the head that gives order and movement to the rest of the body. And each of us must examine our hearts and our minds. Each of us must examine our lives to check, do we have space for God to lay His head in our lives? If the Messiah chose us to work through as He chose Mary, if God came to you and impressed upon you to pray for an individual, to reach out to an individual, 
If the Lord moved upon you as you were walking through the grocery store to witness to that employee or that cashier. If the next time you're in a restaurant, the Spirit of the Lord was to move upon you and impress you that you had to witness or pray for that individual who was serving you. Do you have room for God to lay His head in your life? Do you have space or is your mind so preoccupied? See, this is why Paul said in Romans 12 and 2 that we must offer ourselves wholly to God. And in the process of doing this, he said our mind is renewed or renovated. Old things are taken out so new things can be put in. One of the things I believe the Spirit of the Lord is trying strongly to deal with His people about in this season. We understand the unique dynamics and the ever-growing frustrations of COVID that seem to come like waves hitting the shore again and again and again, consuming our thoughts, our minds, and our conversations. What is happening is we are becoming so distracted and preoccupied that when the Spirit of the Lord rushes to us in moments of ministry, it is as though God is coming to us like Joseph did to the innkeeper, looking for a place for the work of God to be born, but there is no room. And I'm calling us today to take our eyes off everything around us, take our eyes off problems and circumstances and inadequacies and questions, because it is not a question of possibility. If God is really with us, anything is possible. Just a few weeks ago, I was in the nation of Kenya, while I was walking down the street, I saw a young mother sewing a ripped suitcase in the doorway of her home. As I began to look at her, I began to feel the spirits that were binding her life. I had a young man who pastored in the city of Nairobi with me. I said, Jim, now when you look at this lady, what do you feel? He said, ah, I don't know. I said, Jim, now she is bound by shame. The shame in her life has caused her so much insecurity, she's hesitant to even look at us. I said, let us go speak to her and see if the Lord will minister to her. As we began to talk to her, she began to disclose as I asked her, is there anything that we can pray with you about and believe that the Lord will minister to that need? She began to disclose a situation that was in the courts that had a very a high likelihood that could have a negative effect upon her family, mistakes from her past. And now I begin to understand why she is feeling the shame she's feeling. As we begin to pray, I could feel the Spirit of the Lord begin to move upon her. I opened my eyes and I could see tears welling up on the inside of her eyes. As we began to pray, I stopped and began to speak to her and I told her, Margaret, what you're feeling is Jesus. He is coming to you because He loves you. Your mistakes don't disqualify you from God's love. Your mistakes don't disqualify you from God's help. He's reaching for you right now. I began to tell Margaret about the gift of being filled with the Holy Spirit. She had never heard of this before. I showed her in the Bible in Acts chapter 2, or it happened to believers for the very first time. I said, Margaret, 
If you will lift up your hands and begin to say hallelujah to the Lord. I will lay my hand on your forehead and when I speak the word of faith, you will begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the ability. And that is Jesus coming into your heart and into your life. And it wasn't two or three minutes later, standing in the doorframe of that house as we began to pray, with tears rolling down Margaret's cheeks, she began to speak in other tongues as God filled her with the Holy Ghost. You see, this is an amazing story. It was a life-changing experience for me. But only possible because there was space in my life for God to lay His head. That when I was walking down that dusty street in Nakuru, Kenya, my mind was not so preoccupied. My world was not so busy. I was not so distracted that I could not hear what my head was saying. It is those impressions of the Spirit those impulses where the Spirit of the Lord rushes to us, quickening us, awakening us to the reality that ministry is all around us. And I know what God has ahead for Nova Church in 2022. He has unprecedented opportunities. He has the kingdom coming in power and demonstration. He has miracles, signs, and wonders. But they will not only happen on Sunday gatherings in your beautiful building. They'll happen at your place of employment, in coffee shops, in city parks, on sidewalks, in cars, or on the metro. It'll happen in your living room or at dining room tables. You see, the kingdom was never meant to be confined to a building. We have been guilty of waiting for people to come and find the kingdom. And God said, go and take the kingdom to them. We know it. We've said it. These signs shall follow them that believe. If we really believe, then we've got to yield to the direction of our head, Jesus Christ. Jesus said, go. Jesus said, preach. Opportunities all around us. But my question for you today is this. Is there room in the end? Is there room in your mind for the thoughts of God to take up residence? Is there room in your heart for the passions of God to fill your life? Is there room in the end? If there is, then there are many, many, many more stories just like Margaret. The D.C. metro area is filled with hundreds of thousands of people, just like Margaret, waiting for somebody to bring them hope. Waiting for somebody to come and minister to them in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit. You are capable. You are called. The question is simply this. Is there room in the end?